welcome to Almighty Pod. You're joining us for episode number nine. My name's Tom, and for the past two weeks, we've been joined by two very special guests, Russ and Ali. So you can go and listen to them if you're interested about uh, church live stream and doing church online, that kind of stuff. But today, uh, we are back with the original threesome of myself and Chris Wright. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Tommy? Yeah, good, thanks. And Sam Taylor, how are you? Are you well? I am tired, but I'm very well. Very well. Good. How are you? Uh, very well, thank you. Why are you tired, Sam? Well, so this week we've been doing um, some filming that we kind of touched upon last week, and we filmed on Monday, um, did a whole day of playing some weird sports battle in the field and driving to Cliff College near Sheffield, um, and then you two have been having a nice week doing whatever, and I've been slaving away on my Mac. <laughs> we've just been <laughs> messaging it all you. together. We've just, we've just been messaging you, telling you, giving you instructions of what to do while we, we've been playing FIFA. Yeah. Great. <laughs> to be honest, Tom, sorry. We are now officially YouTubers. YouTubers. I, I used I used to despise YouTubers. I don't know why. I just thought it was pointless. Now we are them. I, to, I, I think I still do. No. I'm not sure I'm entirely happy to be classed as a YouTuber. It's really hard work. Yeah. I'd, I'd not given them enough credit before, I don't no, think. I have realised that uh, some of these YouTubers release multiple videos each day, but they'll have like a team of um, editors, whereas we've, we've just got, got Tom. Tom. <laughs> And you had to edit a monster video, I've got to say. Oh, so we've got two 12-minute videos that, by the time this podcast is out, will be live on YouTube. And imagine we'll have pushed them out on social media. So head over and check those out. Um, do you want to just give a brief background as to why we did those and what is in them? Well, first off, you'll be able to see us in real life and not just oh, have our yeah. descriptions mm. in your head. Uh, True. I don't know whether you'll be disappointed or not. We'll... What, what have they got to be disappointed about? <laughs> We weren't uh, exactly uh, positive in other people. <laughs> that's, so. that's true. Um, so we uh, last week talked about Festival at Home. Um, we had Ali on to talk about that. And so as part of that program, we've done two videos for the Youth and Young Adults playlists, which will be up on YouTube. So if you search Festival at Home on YouTube, you'll be able to find them or search The Almighty Pod. You'll be able to find them that way as well. So we've done an all-sports golf battle, uh, which uh, we won't tell you who won, but we'll just tell you that Tom was terrible. You weren't very good, Tom. Yeah, really disappointing. Yeah. Uh, and then we had a race to cliff. Which is strange because, not the race to cliff, the fact Tom was the worst. Because on the video, you'll see, you'll look at myself and think, I expect him to come last. Yeah. You'll look at Sam and think, I expect him to come second. Well, you'll think he's never played sport in his life if, when yeah. you look at me, will he? And then you'll look at Tom and you'll think, top marks. He's going to win. Honestly, I do not know what's happened. I used to be good at sports, but now I'm blaming well, it on the crows. You, you used to be good at rowing. That's I hear you got it. trophies and medals and stuff. Yeah, they're all in the rowing left now. days. Got like a, a, a tin from IKEA. Tom could have been medal. a professional rower. You could have been a professional rower, Tom. What I, what I also found amazing about those videos was the amount of times that Chris was just running for no apparent reason. For a man who's not very athletic, he seemed to jog a lot of the time. Although, yeah, I mean, you didn't see all the cuts that I ended up doing, but for <laughs> every minute of Chris running, there was about five minutes of him sat in the car <laughs> out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was I was kind of inspired by watching sport on the TV for the first time last weekend. So I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna get up and do something that's not just going for a stroll. That is true. The Bundesliga. We've been on about it for two weeks. It finally came back last weekend. Finally. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about sport with no fans. I knew it was going to be like weird, but it's slightly uncomfortable. Slightly uncomfortable. There's some teams that have um, tried to. Uh, rectify that. So there's a German team who have got cardboard cutouts of fans in the stands. There was also a uh, South Korean team in the news this week. I don't know yes. if you saw that. 
who had put uh, some inflatable dolls, shall we say? Yeah, uh, we in won't the go into what they are. Yeah, no. instead, so they have Not a hefty good. fine to pay. Yep. Not good. But to be fair, I've, I've seen pictures and footage of these inflatable dolls, and they've worked really hard to dress them up and give them haircuts <laughs> and hairstyles and everything. They're all very unique. Wow. They're all very How unique. How do you give haircuts to inflatable dolls? Well, they've just added wigs. I tell you what, I could oh, do with okay. a wig. I've had Me and Sam have had um, trims. Yeah. We've had trims this week. Mine's better now, I'll say. Yeah, yeah. Mine's um, fresh. Let's just say it's new. It's all right. It's tidied up, but... Um, I've heard I've around the back, patch. it's a bit uh, iffy. Yeah, it yeah, it yeah. looks like somebody's slipped with the clippers on oh, the wrong setting in the well, middle of the back. Well, me and my mum, we had, we had a little disagreement last week. I won't go into the details. We had a disagreement. So, I th- so probably giving my mum the scissors wasn't the best idea. Yeah. I'm not convinced she didn't do it on purpose yet, but only time will tell. Is it but as bad I, as mine was? Uh, no, nowhere near as bad as yours. But the difference between my patch and Sam's patch is that mine will grow back. That's true. That's very true. That true. So... It's all, it's all okay. It's all okay. Uh, have you been up to anything else this week? I know I've been slaving away, but what have you two been up to while I've been sweating on my Mac? The same old, same old. Same old, same old. Uh, Chris Chris has given me a, a new polo shirt this week, which is oh, very yes. exciting. Well, I ordered a polo shirt, and it was one of the smallest sized polo shirts and I've, ever, I've ever seen. So I gave it to Sam, because he's smaller than me. And Sam, it looks very good. Thank you so much. But we discovered something. Yes. Sam discovered something. We did. Well, it's very obvious that this polo shirt is designed to have the uh, buttons done all the way up. All right? And Chris very often wears polo shirts uh, with the buttons all the way up. And shirts, in fact, with yeah. the buttons <laughs> all the way up. Um, I am not somebody who uh, would normally do the buttons all the way up. And we've discovered, I think, today that there are two types of polo shirt people in the world. There yes. is the type of polo shirt people who the buttons are done all the way up. And the type of polo shirt people who that just doesn't work. And it turns out that I look ridiculous. With my polo shirt done all the way up, uh, and thinking about it, I think it's the same with a, uh, a like a dress shirt as well. You quite often go out with buttoned all the way up. I just look I'm a, like a fool. I'm a top button done person at all times. I don't know what makes the difference though. What? No, don't I, I'm it's with you, Sam. I've never done buttons all the way up. No? I just don't feel comfortable. It, it, that might it's be just because wrong. the size of my Adam's apple stops it <laughs> from shutting. <laughs> 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 but no, I just look like an idiot, basically. Yeah. So I'm definitely one of those top button undone people. Maybe we should do a poll of, are yeah. you a top button done or top button what do you reckon undone? The, what do you reckon the um, consensus will be? Well, based on us, it's... Two to one. Two to undone. one. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure. I'm not convinced. I, th- I just think the shirt not done all the way to the top is a little bit middle-aged. Only if you tuck it in as well. With like a really high, really high belt. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Sandals. So if you could uh, email in or message us on Twitter and just say either the word "done" or "undone," and Tom will do some statistical analysis. <laughs> How about next I just week. put a poll out on Twitter? Yeah, just do well, that a sounds like a just sensible do a idea. Yeah, Let's do that. Yeah, we'll okay. see. We'll see. I think the duns will outdo the undones. <laughs> Great. Undo Super. the outdone. Un- <laughs> the do's will undo the undones. We'll outdo. Well, outdo. Right. Outdo. The, yeah, great. The do's will outdo the undones. Um, That's great. Sam, something's happened this week following yes. last week's episode to do with the Black Panther murderer person. Speaking of uh, revelations that we've had this week. So you remember that last week we talked about um, a place called Bathpool, which is near where we live. Uh, we, we call it Bathpool. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, we're not all posh. Fine. Not bath pool. Bath pool. Bath pool. Um, and uh, we have discovered that my wife's family um, were quite a significant part of this story. So first off, um, when they pulled uh, one of the bodies out of the ground, Alicia's great nan happened to be walking through the park at that point. Um, they were a bit suspicious of her great granddad as well. So he was interviewed under suspicion of being the Black Panther. I think that was just because he was suspicious looking. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Uh, most of her family were a bit suspicious looking. <laughs> um, and then, uh, speaking of suspicious looking members of her family, her stepdad uh, was uh, laying the floor in the school where the girl uh, went to school. Um, and so he was also uh, interviewed, suspected of being the Black Panther. So who wow. knew? Uh, Alicia's mum would also like me to tell you that uh, she was a child when this happened. And so it wasn't 50 years ago. It was 40 years ago. She's very clear that she's not yet 50 years old. She we apologise for that misinformation. So Dawn, we're very sorry. Uh, Dawn spoke to Chris on FaceTime this week. And she spoke to him like he was famous. Like he well, was a celebrity. Well, we are. <laughs> she was we so are, excited. We are, on, we, are, we are YouTubers. YouTubers. So Dawn, <laughs> if you're listening, Chris loves you too. I feel like this whole Black Panther thing is just... A Netflix documentary waiting to happen. Waiting to happen. That's our next YouTube project. Oh, well YouTube done, documentary series. Well done. So we could do this. We, we could re-interview we got, Ivan. We've got three interviews there. My favourite part, it'll be like the reconstructions. <laughs> Who's going to be the... Hang on, we probably shouldn't joke about it too much. But the reconstructions will be fun to film. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we might have some issues when we start digging holes in Bath Pool Park. Can you imagine... News headline, Black Panther Returns. <laughs> oh, also, also, uh, Chris has been doing some more gardening this week. Yes. And Chris has discovered uh, the remnants of a dog bowl in the yeah. back garden oh. alongside uh, a piece of what we believe to be a dog bone. Yeah, well, we were concerned it was a human knee because it was, it was a bit big. It was quite big. And we were like, this could be a human <laughs> knee. So... I was like, we'll, we'll, we'll wait. It's not, it's, not, it's not a human knee. Don't be so ridiculous. And then, when I was doing more gardening, I discovered some broken dog bowl bits. Mm-hmm. So I put two and two together in my um, detective um, brain that I have from watching all these detective shows and all these documentaries on Netflix. I've put two and two together, and I think someone buried their pet dog in Sam's garden. So it's gone from being a human knee to a dog knee. Yeah, it's a bit boring. Don't dogs... I mean, dogs just dig things, don't they? Why don't it just dig its own hole and put its bowl in? Well, digging its own grave. It's a bit sinister, <laughs> isn't it? Grave. <laughs> <laughs> dog, you, go and dig your grave. Dogs bury lots of things, don't they? It's not going to bury its bowl. He loves its bowl. I don't know. Why would you only find one single bone? Well, maybe I haven't found the rest yet. Maybe they've spread okay. it out. Keep like Jurassic Park. Keep I'm going to keep digging. <laughs> oh, there, my toothbrush. Sam <laughs> also thought that she uh, found a human thumb in our garden last week because she thumb? was digging. She was digging. and then <laughs> this. I wondered where that went. <laughs> <laughs> she, I heard this scream and went over and she was like is this a thumb and, um, that's a good impression it, to, be of fair, time, to be fair it looked like a perfectly preserved like it had just come off I was like there's no way <laughs> if, even if it is a thumb that has just what come off what was it it's um, peach coloured what, 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 what was <laughs> it if it, it was just a rock but it was like perfectly thumb shaped oh. <laughs> I had to flip it over before I, I knew it was a rock to be fair <laughs> I didn't. I didn't learn about thumb-shaped rocks at university, did I? <laughs> <laughs> You're a rubbish geologist, Tom. I know. I know. Can't tell the difference between a thumb and a rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, this right. Right. Have we had any stories in this week from We've the had, name or shame? We 
poo stories that we've been asking we have for had, for the past um, few weeks. We have had, in fact, um, a confession. Um, on our show, we like to give people the opportunity um, to confess things which have been on their hearts, things that they have done, things that have happened to them that they've not shared with anybody, but think it's time to get off their chest and let the world know. Um, so we have had a confession from somebody called... I won't give his name until the end of the story, um, but here is confession. Why is that? Is that because you're still waiting for him to get back to you to say that it's okay to share? <laughs> no, uh, no, he's he's already he's he's told me it's okay to share. Oh, okay. Don't worry, I've I've had permission. He says just make sure you get the facts right. Um, so here goes. Are you ready, Tom? I'm ready. Are you ready, Sam? Oh yes. Okay. Last year, in the height of summer, I was preparing to travel to work. However, that morning, I'd felt a little bit off. My stomach was off, my head was off, I was a little bit cold, and I had a little bit of sweats. I went to the toilet, and it wasn't good. I thought I might have cleared out my system, and all would be well. So, I decided, everything will be fine, I'll go to work. As I was driving to work, which was a 20 to 30 minute journey, I felt my stomach rumble again, and I did what I would describe as a rather unsavoury trump. (laughs) There was a little bit of concern, but I thought to myself, no, everything will be fine. So I wound down the window and ploughed on to work. I turned up on the car park, and I had to admit I felt a lot better. I walked into the pub where I was due to be working on the bar and started my shift. I wasn't 100%, but I certainly felt a lot better. I was doing my bar duties, and I had to go to the storeroom to stock behind the bar. As I was walking through the pub, the landlord of the pub stopped me with haste and said, I don't want to alarm you, but I think you've had an accident. (laughs) (laughs) I was confused and worried. Accident? What do you mean? I I think you've pooed yourself. (laughs) I went white. Never in all my life had I, had I done such a monstrosity. Never. I couldn't even remember as a child. And now I'm a 23-year-old man. <laughs> but then I realised how it happened. In the car. On the way. The unsavoury fart. I backed to the wall and edged my way to the bar like an oversized, <laughs> bewildered crab. I daren't turn around in case anyone saw my nasty stain. I called my cousin who was nearby and told him to bring a spare pair of underwear and shorts ASAP. I was heartbroken, standing in a pub, working with poo on my shorts. (laughs) (laughs) That's horrible. (laughs) I can't. Emergency supplies arrived and I rushed upstairs to save myself. As I was getting myself sorted, I realised I hadn't pooed myself at all. There was just a small stain on the bottom of my shorts. (laughs) I was overwhelmed with a sense of relief as I realised I hadn't pooed myself. In fact, I'd sat on what I thought was an empty pack of chocolate buttons in my disgusting, messy car. (laughs) I went back on the bar with my dignity still intact, and that evening I cleaned my car. Moral of the story, always check when you fart, and always check the seat of your car. All the best, Joel Cooper. Oh, Joel. That was quite poetic at the end, though. Hmm. That was wonderful. Well, the well thing done. is, I do take a bit of issue with that because he makes out like it's all okay when he realises it's not poo. But the majority of the problem when you poo yourself, I imagine, is that people think, or people know that you pooed yourself. So whether it's chocolate or not, people will still think Joel's pooed himself. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, maybe. Just from the crab-like walk along the wall. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd say I'm very captivated by your storytelling voice. That was a uh, thank that you. That was wonderful. I was I felt like I was there with there Joel. With Joel, it's okay. Please, people, send in your confessions. You know what? Um, I will we do them justice. Start. Tam's doing this thing where to help her get to sleep at night. She'll put, is it calm or whatever? Where the, it's like a sleep cast. So someone tells a really boring story. So you want <laughs> in a great um, voice. You want your wife to go to sleep by me whispering in her ear. <laughs> to our new podcast series. <laughs> well, get it going. Get it going. Oh, dear. Wowzers. Okay. I mean, if you're okay with that, I'm happy to do so. I might take it back. Now you've said it like that. It's a bit weird. Okay. Yeah, it is um, a bit weird, isn't it? Chris, tell us what's been going on. What's been going week? on in the news? Quite a bit, actually. We've got some interesting stories today. Um, we will start off with some amusing stories. Um, police in Virginia, uh, the state in the USA, have appealed to the public to help identify two burglars who robbed a convenience store. The police are struggling to identify the suspects due to them both wearing an innovative disguise on their heads, watermelons. Wow. They gutted out a watermelon, chopped it in half, stuck it on her head, poked some eye holes. Genius. Run into a shop and, and rob it. <laughs> Good, isn't it? <laughs> Clever. Um, also, um, this is a bit of a sad story, um, an appeal has been launched in Devon um, by someone called Becca after her chihuahua was cruelly stolen, another thieving story, cruelly stolen by a swooping seagull wow. out of her garden. <laughs> um, so she's appealing for people for more information. I can't figure out whether she's appealing for people who have spotted the flying chihuahua to let her know, or if she's appealing for the seagull to return the chihuahua. Um, but... I think we'll we'll find out whether she finds it. Hopefully for next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we've got a nasty chihuahua on our little uh, little street, haven't we? Yeah, I am I, worried. Yappy. Sometimes I run to the car. Yeah, in yeah. case I hear it. It has a. It's nipped me on the leg before now. Nightmare. Horrible little thing. Nasty. If any seagulls want to come and swoop on this particular chihuahua, then please feel free. Did you know which dog gets the most police complaints? I don't know. Do you, Tom? Are you on about species or single dog? Not single, not <laughs> one dog. <laughs> um, sausage dogs. No way. Dashons. Why? Because they're... Um, not very nice. No, not very nice. But I mean... <laughs> I'll finish that sentence for you, Chris. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was trying to think. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't want to give sausage dogs a bad name. Um, yeah, um, sausage dogs. Most police complaints. Um, moving on. Um... Coronavirus news. Let's go back to the th- only thing that we talk about in today's world. Um, there are now more than 5 million cases worldwide. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, another one. There's a lot of controversy around school reopenings. June the 1st is the official date where that happens, but there's a lot of talk about that being pushed back, which I think is potentially going to happen, mm. um, especially with the track and trace thing not coming into play as soon as they'd hoped. That's been delayed as well. So they're a bit worried about opening things up, even though there's no kind of mm. plan in there to maintain it all. So we'll see. I, however, will be going to school on the 1st of June. Um, and finally, my favourite story, classic British thing. Mm-hmm. A woman who travelled to the beach complains about other people also travelling <laughs> to the beach. Wow. Disgusting. such a good story. Disgusting. Horrible. Can't believe that other people would travel to the same beach as this woman. And it was on a BBC News interview as well. She she drove over an hour and a half to get to this beach. And then I think the quote is, it's lovely to get out, but I'm quite shocked as to how many people are here and how they're not paying attention to social distancing. I find it quite annoying, to be honest. It's like being in Tesco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
crazy. Crazy. Absolutely Silly. ridiculous. Crazy. Days. How does it work? If you like build a sandcastle and you have to socially distance, do you have to take that sand that you've touched with you? So That's no one a else good question, actually. It's a great yeah. question. How long does coronavirus last on a piece of sand? Or the sea? Could the sea just have molecules of coronavirus? I don't know. I'm talking about science and I know nothing about science. Well, we were talking about this because we've got a holiday booked for the summer. And so thinking about oh, swimming yes. pools, uh, are yes. we going to be able to swim in swimming pools over the summer? Or is that going to be like a... Because they're a bit dodgy anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but they're full of chlorine. Just, just rank up the chlorine intake on the pool. Just makes your hair go green. And your eyes wreck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wear goggles. <laughs> as long as no one's blonde. Are you one fine. of those people who wears goggles in the swimming pool on holiday? <laughs> Might do. Goggles and speedos. <laughs> Look a bit German. <laughs> no one wants to see me in speedos. Uh, now, another bit of news. A few weeks ago, we were talking about, um, in one of the newspapers, it was saying that a lot more people are tuning into church services and things like that. Um, there's been something come out in the Telegraph today, actually, um, saying that uh, the pandemic prompts surging interest in prayer. And it's basically saying that, according to Google, um, there's been a 50% increase this month as opposed to this month last year um, of people searching on the internet for what prayer means, what it's all about, obviously because of coronavirus. Um, what do you boys think about that? Uh, yeah, we've we've been talking about like an increase in interest in uh, like church and Christianity over the last couple of weeks. And the thing we've sort of missed is um, that the source of that is actually people interested in prayer. Um, and I like I don't know about you, but even before I was, I became a Christian um, in like times of like when I was really nervous or I was thinking about um, like every time I sit down for an exam, I'd say a little prayer. And I think in those times of like crisis or desperation you you're reaching out for something that's like beyond your capability or beyond even your understanding sometimes and and I think for a lot of people prayer is that thing that they have in their back of their minds as something they can um uh, like look to but something that they don't particularly understand about the the real significance of it and and what they're actually doing when they offer a prayer um to God because one of the things we've talked about quite a lot over the last few weeks is um is about how God offers us a relationship with him, that not just being God dictating to us um, all the time, but about being a relationship, a two-way thing. And and certainly for me, um, prayer is about that conversation with God and sharing with God what your your deepest desires are, what your real hopes and dreams are, what your real longings are. Um, and I think particularly at a time like this, we're seeing lots of people who are um, really praying for family and friends, loved ones, loved ones that they aren't seeing because they're, um, the real desire for people is that people would just be safe and well and people would know that they are loved even in a time when we can't be um, together. And I think that's that's really the essence of what prayer is, is that is sharing with God the deep desires of our of our hearts and our deep, deep longings. Yeah, and I think for a lot of people, um, as you said, people treat it as like a last resort. So, yeah. and, and some Christians as well, like it's a case of nothing else can be done. So I'll pray about it, whether that is a really serious health problem or, I mean, anything big that's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But actually, with it being that relationship, it should be uh, just in the, like, the, the natural rhythm and natural flow of your day, like praying about things that you can do things about as well because God wants to be involved in all of that. So. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's one of the things that I've learned over the, the years of being a Christian is I think when you start out, you think that prayer is something that you have to like sit down and so the classic thing is you yeah, would yeah. kneel before you kneel at your bed at night and you put your hands together and you'd say a prayer or or whatever whereas um like for me it's just become about 
involving God in what's going on during your day. And so like um, sh- telling God about the things you're like happy or excited about or sharing with God the things that you're um, like nervous or stressed or angry about and just involving him in the day. Um, but then also because it's that two-way conversation, creating space for um, like God to speak back and speak into the stuff that you're saying to him. Because um, one of the things that I think we can be guilty of sometimes is treating prayer like a bit of a shopping list. You say, God, we want this, 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 and this. And because we fill our prayers with requests, we don't actually give time for God to, to like return the conversation back to us. Yeah. And I think the way, the way I look at prayer, the way I've looked at it over the years as I've developed in my faith as a Christian is how it, for me, it is just that conversation, that constant conversation that goes on between you and God. And as people say, well, I'm not, I'm not very good at praying. Actually, the more you do something, the better you get at it. And I think for myself, uh, the more I've done it, the better I've got at it. And I've, the, lo- I, the longer it's gone on, it's just that conversation between me and God. And the one thing that took me quite a while to figure out was actually a conversation, the majority of the time, of the, means you have to listen more. And, f- and, f- and the idea of prayer being, being still and listening is something yeah. that quite a few people can't quite get their head around. Um, yeah, because there'll be a lot of stuff that we expect like immediate answers to like I always think about the classic Bruce Almighty clip where he becomes God and then he has this email inbox full of prayer requests and instead of going through all of them he just clicks yes to all and then uh, like all hell breaks loose and there's violence and looting and everyone's won the lottery but they've won about three pence each or something like that um and um I think particularly at a time like this where lots of people are praying for for loved ones, people are praying for um, healing in a lot of cases, um, and sometimes it's really hard to wrap our heads around um, understanding um, how sometimes those prayers don't get answered in the way that we would expect them to. Um, like we've had a guy from our church, he's passed away this week, um, and we know that there were people who were praying for a miracle and praying for healing, and, and part of our prayer is understanding that... Um, we might think we know all the answers and we might be experts about how the world works um, but actually we um we believe and we trust in a god who is um who is much wiser than us and there's a, there's a verse in, in the bible that says that, um his his ways are higher than ours um and so quite often it's it's re- really easy for us to get in this slump of seeing things just from our own perspective and our sort of earthly point of view whereas one of the things about prayer is just sometimes having to accept that um, that God, God knows what's going on. God's still in control, uh, and in all, in all of it, God still loves us, and God's still good, even when it's maybe difficult to see that around us. Yeah. So, Tom, um, just a question to you, really, um, for somebody who is, who has been praying for something, and it's maybe not come the way that they expected it to, um, maybe that the outcome isn't what they'd hoped and prayed for. Mm-hmm. What would you say to those kind of, for the, those people who are going through something challenging like that? So I think it's just, it comes with the attitude of being humble. Um, so being able to say to God um, that, yes, these are the things that I would like to happen or this is what I want, but actually you know best and approaching it that way. Um, and actually when you hand things over to God, that can come with a real release and a real peace. Um, and that's something that I shared a while ago of the example when I was finding a job um, that we did talk about actually on that video that we uploaded for festival this weekend. Um, but that's the main thing really. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying to God, this is what I would like to happen. Um, but then always just being in a position of saying, Lord, that actually you know best and handing it over to him. Because um, we do believe that God wants to listen to us and prayer works and can change things. So 
And we can go to God with what we want, but actually just being willing to hand it over and say, God, do with it what you want. I think it's important to remember in all of this that at his very heart, God is kind and God is compassionate. Um, and, and this week uh, is Mental Health Awareness Week. And the big theme is around kindness um, and being kind to yourself and being kind to one another. Um, and I think when we think about God's kindness towards us, our, one of our jobs as Christians is to um, is to reflect that and to reflect that in our relationship with others, but also to reflect that in in how we treat ourselves. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but in lockdown, I've, there's been days where I've really beaten myself up because I've either like feel like I've wasted my time or I'm not being as productive as I could be. Yeah. And I think in that, it's really important to be um, kind to yourself. Uh, and one of the things that is really helpful in doing that um, is just a really simple prayer for for peace. Like I know there's been times in my life where I've either had big decisions to make or there's been stuff going on. And my prayer has simply been, um, God, help me to just know your peace. Help me to be at peace. Um, and that is one of the most powerful prayers you can pray. Um, and if you are somebody who struggles with stuff around mental health, one of the ways that you can um, begin to... Um, address some of those internal battles going on is just to ask for some just for some peace from God um, uh, and there's a there's an amazing verse in the Bible which talks about God having a peace that um, God, God bringing a peace that transcends all our understanding so um, even in the midst of situations where um, it, it seems like the stupidest thing in the world to feel at peace um, God can breathe on us with his peace and give us that real sense of calm and comfort that can only come from him uh, and can only come from from when we reach out uh, and look to him yeah so some practical stuff for uh, people who are listening people who want to know more about what we've been discussing um well number one please feel free to uh, email us um, ask us any questions that you want we will post some stuff on twitter facebook other social media things some news articles some uh, really helpful pieces of writing that people have done which can um, put us in the right direction so if you've got any questions you want to know more please check those things out yeah, and just I think just as a helpful thing to finish, I did say earlier on that um, we sometimes pray about things that are really uncontrollable and that we can't do anything about as a last resort. Um, I don't mean that as a bad thing. I think right now there are a lot of uncontrollable things going on um, and things to do with work and money and health and relationships that we can't do anything about. Um, but we believe in a God that is powerful to intervene into these things that um, can deal with these things. I can give us that peace and joy that we're all searching for. So um, as Chris said, if you want to know any more about that, then please get in contact with us um, and we can put you in the right direction. Uh, but boys, unless there's anything else you want to say. Yeah, just a big thank you to Joel uh, for sending his confession in. If you've got any confessions, please send them in. And we want to help the world get things like that off their chest. And don't forget to fill in the poll on Twitter. We'll see if the uh, duns outdo the undones. They will do. Yeah, great. So keep your eyes on YouTube this weekend. Uh, we'll post some stuff on our social media for the journey, the video that we made. Um, oh. If you want to email us to get in contact, that's almightypodmail at gmail.com. And on social media, we're just facebook.com slash almightypod. And we're almighty underscore pod on Twitter. Um, if you're listening on Apple, please give us a rate and review. That really helps. And share it with your friends. Maybe you are a friend that this has been shared with. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. Please share it with some more people. And boys, I'll speak to you next week. See you. See you, Tommy.